You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Okay. We should probably keep uh, the three minutes of me uh, giving your incel manifesto while you were off. Did you hear any of it? No. Were you recording? <laughs> I was recording. I was saying that you want to deny women their the reproductive rights and then put them in a, like round them up in pens and then put them into a circular prison by which you would be the sole guardsman. Uh, you know, watch from a tower. Well, listen, we, we've tried everything else. It's time for radicals. It's time for radical solutions in this country, and uh, I'm I'm the only man brave enough to say it. So, uh, what do you think? Do we do we do it today? I mean, <clears throat> we, we like we talked about it when the leak came out, the leaked memo. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, it's, what we just repeat ourselves. It's not good, fam. It's bad. It's it's not a good situation. Uh, it's kind of it kind of sucks that like. The other stuff that happened got lost in the shuffle, you know, um, Miranda rights, et cetera. Not a good week for your civil uh, liberties. Um, I don't know. I mean, people I, I don't even know. I feel like people are being inundated on this and I feel like they're being it's pretty uh, feeling pretty bleak and hopeless. So I, I don't really know what we can even add to the conversation. Uh, other than our plan to, you know, round them up and put them in uh, in, in camps and such, um, I don't know. Do you, you you got anything more nuanced to say that hasn't already been said? No, I'll just say that if you are a uh, abortion rights person, and this is, a, it, I think that I think that uh, what you need to focus on is that now you have to provide a convincing. Uh, instead of screaming, instead of talking about who is not going to be able to get an abortion in the very near term, you just need to provide a, a convincing constitutional argument for the right to abortion, which I think is very doable. Uh, I, th- I think that even the Supreme Court judges who are conservative have spent the majority of their lives in uh, a – a moment that is uh, the country is the country is not, it, they're in favor of your your basic abortion rights. It, it, it kind of uh, that varies depending on poll exactly what that means. But this is all just to say, I believe that the argument exists, and I believe that the majority of Americans want you to make it. However. Uh, you know, I'm not a legal scholar, but I fell down a hole recently and it was just such shaky ground and it was kind of only hanging on because of popular opinion, not because it had any meaningful legal, uh, ground, you know? Yeah. I mean, if if there's any, if there's any, like, uh, if there's any optimism to extract, it's that this provides you with an opportunity to 
make a make stronger a argument. Yeah. Make, make a stronging a stronger legal argument that's rooted uh, more within the Constitution than Roe was. And uh, yeah, getting it's. I mean, it's not impossible, folks. You know, look. I mean, it took forty years for the, the this this right wing op to kind of to to get Roe out of here. And uh, it's funny because I mean, and we talked about it, right? But you know, this this really kind of it's it's a shot in the foot to republicans regardless of what you think this 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 gives every dem in every podunk town At least in the a country chance. a chance to run on something meaningful you know so <clears throat> this this is uh this is the dog that caught the car it's not really good for anybody except unless you're like a, a weirdo religious right person um you know and it's uh it, the, the the sad thing is that a lot of people are going to a, a lot of women are going to suffer in the short term, but hopefully in the long term, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, you have this six, three conservative court. It's, it's, it, I don't know how you get around that, you know, unless you do some court packing, which Biden does yeah. not want to do, you know, it's, it, yeah, I don't know how you thing. get around that. I don't, I don't buy into the court being this, uh, purely partisan space. I, I think that the majority of these people, yes, they come in with their views and yes, they are put there for a reason, but I think the majority of them do see themselves as constitutional scholars on some level and are trying to work within th that framework. And that is the level on which you have to appeal to them. Uh, so I, I think it's completely possible, even with the conservative judges to make an argument that is just grounded within like for people that don't understand or, or aren't keeping up on this uh roe v wade was uh it was decided on a privacy thing right and actually you do you want to get really weird how much do you know about uh norma mccorvey mm. well uh she is the uh roe in roe v wade oh, i didn't know and that. Uh, she is everybody bear with me here. I'm going to be Frank. My views on this topic would satisfy no one. They are, uh, nuanced to the point that even the most hair splitting, uh, pedantic asshole would find my opinion on this to be annoying at best. So we're not going to get into my fucking views on this. Nor am I – so that is to say that I don't want anybody in the sound of my voice to think that by me giving the real facts about Norma McCorvey's life that I'm linking this to the Supreme Court decision then or now. Is everybody clear on that? No. Okay. This – woman was such a fucking hustler. <laughs> like this lady was, she is fucking something else. Do you know anything about her? No, literally nothing. I'm a <clears throat> okay. moron. So here's the deal. Uh, Roe v. Wade start Roe v. Wade started when she, uh, wanted to, she wanted to abort her third pregnancy or, or I believe she had had two children previously. Yes, that's correct. And, uh, she got pregnant a third time. She, uh, saw herself as unemployable and depressed. So she wanted to abort that baby. She was in Texas and there, uh, the, or there was some, yeah, I believe Texas, she was in Texas and the, there was some, it, it, there's debate on if there was allowances for rape or not, but 
she friends told her that if she said a gang of black men raped her, she would be able to have an abortion. I don't like that. So that's what she said. Mm. Uh, she maintained that for a long time. <laughs> and uh, But they uh, police couldn't find any evidence of that. So eventually she, she kind of drops it. The court case takes three years during which she couldn't get an abortion. Uh, and so she had that child. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, yeah, gave it up for, gave it up for adoption. Uh, and she, I want to say it was like years late. So she, let's see, let's see when she held on to, um, uh, she held on to, oh yeah. Okay. So in 83, she said that, so she still maintained that she had been raped in 83. Uh, though not by, it, it doesn't say explicitly if it was uh, a, a gang of black men that she was still blaming at that time. Did I you think make she that part up? No, 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 no. She confirmed <laughs> said that. What? Oh, listen, uh, I'm going to read this to you. In 1960, in 1969, at the age of 21, McCorvey became pregnant a third time and returned to Dallas. According to McCorvey, friends advised her that she should assert falsely that she had been raped by a group of black men and that she could thereby obtain a legal abortion under Texas law. Due to a lack of police evidence or documentation, the scheme was not successful. <laughs> and McCorvey later said that it was a fabrication. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty bad. It's not a good start to the story, <laughs> but here's what I want to, here's, so I'm going to get into McCorvey right now. And this is just because it's interesting. And also it is kind of to a point that I think is so necessary. And I, I actually find the story kind of weirdly beautiful. There's no perfect victim. There's no perfect sure. plaintiff. There's no f- perfect defendant. There's it, I wish that people could look at human beings like Norma McCorvey. And what I'm going to read to you, this is not a very likable person, but she had feet of clay just like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe she, maybe there was a lot of good to be said for her. I don't know. But the, the, the stale facts of her life are not good. I'll say that. So let's start off with the, uh, the, the black gang rape lie. That's, that's not a great start, but, uh, she does that. Right. And then, uh, she unemployable, depressed, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> she has the baby. Uh, she gives the baby up. Uh, later the, uh, she appeared on television saying, uh, that she would like to meet the child. A reporter finds a national Enquirer the reporter found the kid who was then a teenager. And, uh, told her about the, the, like that her mother was Roe and Roe v. Wade. And this is, this is the Wikipedia. This made her very sad, <laughs> which is, what was his deal? Does he have like face tattoos? He's like a, like a SoundCloud rapper. What's what? No, what, no, 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 no. It made the daughter sad because the daughter said in 1991, uh, the daughter became pregnant and did not have an abortion because quote, Abortion was not part of who I was. Uh, by 2021, she had met her two half siblings, but not her birth mother. Uh, she nearly met her birth mother in 1994, but on the phone, Norma said, "You should thank me for not having an abortion." And the daughter had a very visceral, visceral reaction. According to the way, not a great thing said, to say to your kid. No, <laughs> not generally Listen, what your kid wants to hear. 
there's good and bad to be said for everybody. And it seems like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. seems like Norma, like Norma didn't put the best foot forward a lot of times. Right. So, uh, she, so Norma's daughter, uh, said, I'm supposed to thank you for what? And, and so she said that <clears throat> she has said that, w- that n- this knowledge was very sad for her because, uh, when, when you don't, when you don't want a baby and that's understood, it makes your child feel like they aren't wanted. Right. Like, so, so like that's what the daughter says and the daughter has never met the mother. Uh, I, cause I think mom died. Um, yeah, mom died. Um, so anyway, uh, back to Roe v. Wade, uh, or pardon me, Roe v. Wade. Can I, can I just go on a detour real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I fucking hate weed so much, man. I oh, hate weed's the worst. it. It's I fucking woke up this morning to to to, to so across the alleyway is an Airbnb, and it's just mm-hmm. these like the most low life motherfuckers I've seen in in, in like at nine a.m. just hacking them, just fucking yep. like echoing through the fucking the the, yep. the alleyway, just smoking on doing dabs and bongs and shit, and it's just, like fucking the whole alleyway just smelling like that fucking zaza, and I'm like, yo, can this fucking I hate this so much. Yo, it's you, me, and McGruff the crime dog are the only people, <laughs> are the only people that fucking hate weed. Everybody uh, else on this fucking planet loves weed. It's it makes me feel like a fucking alien. It's so yeah. bad. Yo, it, I, I on tour right now. Uh, like everybody smokes weed except for me, and like it's so annoying to be around people that have to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, literally have to do something. Yeah. And so, so if you're like one of these dudes that like, like he might be a listener of ours. One of my bandmates, I was like, I don't think I can tour with this guy anymore because when he wakes up, he has to drink a glass of water. And I just find that, <laughs> I find that so fucking annoying. Like I would stare at him while he would do it and be like, this is disgusting that like anytime you got to do something, right. It's just unappealing. Like compulsion is disgusting. That's it. Right. So, uh, when banned people, when anybody can't sleep unless they smoke weed, it becomes antisocial. It's like a weird, it, that would be like, uh, Hey guys, I can't sleep unless I jerk my fucking dick. So I'm going to go to the bathroom right now. Like, well, that's me. You all get it. Right. Like, fuck man. You don't gotta do anything. <laughs> yeah, but people get in their habits, their routines. But uh, I'm, I'm not against routines. I'm just, I, I just routines. think weed is just the, ugh. You're doing it at 9 a.m. What's wrong with you? I mean, like, is, there a right t- is there a right time to do weed? Like, well, so he, in the dugout of your high school? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's <laughs> no place to do weed. It's fucking stupid. Well, look, I, you've never, you've never had, I've had weed. And I can say, if I was smoking at 9 a.m., that would destroy my whole day. That would just like – I don't know what your day entails that you need to be in that frame of mind immediately in the morning. But holy fucking shit. What are you doing to yourself? Like what are you – like what are you setting yourself up for? Like I, I just don't <laughs> understand it. Do you want to be alive? This is the, the frustrating oh, I- thing about all that stuff was like it just made it – it may, I, I couldn't think like it makes it so you have no thought process, which I find annoying. I need to think I like to think. Yes. 
Maybe it does different shit for other people. I I don't fucking know, but I don't th- you know it anyway. Are we the most? Are we the most uh, alienating podcast on, that on the on the platform? We're fucking narks. Yes. We're, no. But, and not even. A, it's not narking, but it's just. It's. I don't know. This is. Who does this? Does this podcast appeal to anybody? Are we having an off week? What? What is this? <laughs> I just can't. Let st- me read I mean, to I, you. You want to continue with this? With this history you need of, to. of you Norma? Need to because this. Listen, I read this in the shower today. By the way, I'm at, a, I'm at an Airbnb and I took an hour and a half long shower. <laughs> so, fucking, okay. I'm, I'm feeling That's great. your habit. That's that, your, yeah, that's well, that, your, I got rituals. That's your weed at midnight so you can sleep. So, okay. Check it out. This is Norma McCorvey's life after, uh, after, uh, Roe v. Wade. I like it. She's a cool uh, name. She published, oh, yeah, she does. She published a book called I Am Roe in 94. At a book signing, she met an evangelical uh, minister named Flip Benham. Uh, he was the national director of the anti abortion organization Operation Rescue. She converted to evangelical Protestantism and was baptized in 95 uh, in a backyard swimming pool uh, in an event that was filmed for national television. Two days later, she announced that she had quit her job at an abortion clinic and was becoming an advocate of Operations Rescue's campaign to make abortion illegal. Whoa. She voiced remorse for her part in the Supreme Court decision and said she had been a pawn for abortion activists. Mm. So, oh, Eric, yeah, are you keeping up I here? Knew. Yeah, I think I actually knew about this. Yeah, go on. Okay. So in 1998, uh, she, beca- she became a Roman Catholic. Because another fucking fraudster fucking priest, uh, yeah. Frank Frank Pavone, director of Priests for Life, uh, got got his hooks in her. She put out a second book called One by Love, uh, describing her religious conversion, and it was published in 1998. Uh, so in her book, she stated that she had a change of heart when she saw a fetal development poster in the Operation Rescue office. I'm going to say this. If you are the actual centerpiece and and the focal point of the uh, United States' uh, Supreme Court ruling on abortion, and you had never seen a fetal development poster yeah. in, in, in your life, <laughs> there's uh, I'm not buying the story. Yeah, something's okay. going on here. What was the in name of the place? Fra- Fra- Frank Pavone? Yeah, Frank Pavone. I think he also runs the, the local butcher shop. Uh. He is, uh, he's the director of priests for life. That's PFL. Uh, okay. So in 2004, he, uh, she's McCorvey sought to have the, uh, to overturn Roe v. Wade saying there was now evidence that the procedure harms women, but the case was dismissed. Uh, she endorsed, uh, Ron Paul because of his anti-abortion position in two thousand in 2008. Uh, she remained, Active in anti-abortion demonstrations, including one she participated before uh, Barack Obama's con- commencement address uh, to the graduates of the University of Notre Dame. She was arrested for uh, yelling at Al Franken. Uh, so she got around, right? <clears throat> so this is all pretty interesting stuff that she would have this conversion, right? What what would make this more interesting? So she went from being uh, like kind of like a young mom – uh, at the center of this big thing. And then later 20, yeah, 25 years later, she, she does this, uh, 
conversion. She's working at an abortion clinic and then has a road to Damascus moment where she becomes the exact opposite of what she had just devoted her life to. So uh, what would make, and she becomes an evangelical and then Roman Catholic. What would make that story even more interesting? Mm, she 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 moves to Southern California and gets a job selling stizzy pods. Nope. It is after she uh, gave birth to the child that she gave up, the one that was at the center of the Roe v. Wade uh, uh, issue. She moved in with a woman that she dated for 35 years. Oh, uh, so she's a lesbian. She's a lesbian, evangelical, later Catholic. Uh, she, when she converted to Christianity, she continued to live with her and said that their relationship was platonic. Uh, later in life, she stated that she was no longer a lesbian. Uh, although that she, (laughs) okay. All right. So she moved out of the house that they, that she shared with this woman, uh, after she, after that woman suffered a stroke. Right. So Norma never looks good. Never, ne- <laughs> Norma never looks like Norma's doing anything for anybody else. But here's the part of the whole fucking thing that makes it exciting. Are you ready? Yes. On her deathbed, allegedly, she confessed that she was just taking Christian money and it was just all a hustle. I mean,. That's that's it's really interesting to to hustle the people that you were like diametrically opposed to earlier in your life like that. you. I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Like mm. you could become a real figure if you're like if you were the poster boy for something like that, you could be a real figure by having a full 180 turn and then joining their side. You become like, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a smart hustle in a way. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. But it's, it's I mean, it's, it's like, it, I guess in the end, she was kind of just, she was, she was looking out for one person and that was Norma. Yeah. I mean, I should, I should uh, give a little more context. Norma's family history and all her like fucking everything that made Norma Norma pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so just for the record, uh, I'm sympathetic to Norma on a, on a couple levels here. Uh, but how interesting is it that like, yeah, Norma looking out for Norma. Like yeah. it, it, there, there's no such thing as a perfect, you never get the perfect person, right? You never get, you never get it. It's never going to happen. It's like, and this is how it should be. Like, I'm glad that this is the person at the center of this, not because it, 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 uh, 
you know, discredits the, uh, the, the argument anyway. Although again, legally the argument's not very strong, everybody. It's a pretty weird one. Uh, so I had to learn all this, uh, this idea of enumerated rights and, and non-enumerated rights, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, or unenumerated rights. It's all interesting stuff. Like basically as times change, there needs to be some reading of the constitution that uh, adapts. So they, they kind of have a scam going where they're like, Oh yeah. Like, well that right. We could safely say that that right is an, uh, an extrapolation of this, of this existing, right. You know what I mean? And in that way you can kind of update the Bible, so to speak. Right. What doesn't make so, sense to me is like how it was a good legal argument for 50 years. And then, Oh, wait a second. Actually, you know what? Mm, I don't think so now. Okay, so the the reason I mean, it is depends it on who's interpreting it, right? Well, it was according to people that were like very staunch pro uh, pro choice advocates. Uh, it was never a strong argument. Like, the no, lawyer- I understand that, but it's just it's strange to me how it was how it's been upheld for as long as it has, and then only you know only this year has it sort of crumbled under its own weight. Like, well, I get that what- like readings change and times change, but like. I just, I don't know, like what has changed where, is it just, is it, is it purely the people who sit on the bench reading it? Yeah. I mean, that's why everybody says that like kind of accurately, you know, oh, this is a, uh, you know, this is when you plant a seed 20 years back and it finally bears fruit, which again, Eric and I are in agreement. The majority of Republicans don't actually want this. And this is like ultimately bad for them <laughs> like so uh well you saw you is, see what uh you see what the dog said trump no what he say he's well he said in public he said a guy who's I, paid for abortions by the way go on yeah he said i delivered the, he said uh I, me and god delivered this to you uh holy he's, fuck. he's taking credit for it but then behind closed doors he said uh yeah this really hurts republicans chances yeah i mean so it kind of it, it proves he has like some political acumen, you know, but I, I kind of like the idea that maybe this means that the court really, really isn't partisan in the way that we assume. Do you you know what I'm saying? Because this is not the moment to make this ruling and they didn't have to. So what's going on? Well, they also, they also also testified that this was settled law. So it's weird. You know, I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't think you can deny that there, that there's some partisanship going on, you know, like, I, I understand that, yes, they're, they're constitutional lawyers and all that. I understand that, like, it's not purely that the court is, you know, the Supreme Court time and time again has sort of uh, proved people to people that it's not purely a partisan court. But, I mean, in this instance, and it's not just with Roe. It's with the, the other it's with the other rulings that happened this week. I mean, it all kind of follows down a conservative reading of the Constitution. So, you know. I mean, we all, we thought this, this would never happen. Like we, you like, we've, we've both said no chance. I mean, I kind of, you know, once, once it became six, three, I was like, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. And if it doesn't happen now, then for sure it's never going to happen. But like it, it, you know, so it doesn't blow me away that this happened, but I just, you know, I, I mean, I, if 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 we're gonna go with the silver lining is perhaps we can have a stronger argument uh, for pro-choice 
legislation or pro-choice law or whatever that's passed by the Supreme Court. I just don't know. I don't know that the court is going to, you know, I mean, these people are on the bench. Who's the next to go? I mean, there's some old fuckers on there, but like, I don't know. I don't know. And it also doesn't fucking help that the Democrats have created so much bad faith that like them winning the upcoming elections. I mean, the, the, the midterms, this might help them a little bit, but probably not. And, and probably not enough. And, you know, the next presidential election, you know, is that person going to have Supreme court picks? Maybe, maybe Clarence Tom's pretty old. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't see going forward. I'm not terribly optimistic about abortion rights, you know? And I mean, I mean, that sounds obvious, but I just mean like, uh, even on the long term, it would have to be on the very long term. And the way that this took 40 years to be to be scrapped, I, you know, it might it might be at least a generation until we have some kind of uh, federal pro-choice legislation or something, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. It's going to it's going to I think it's going to be a, a long minute. And I think a lot of people are going to suffer, you know, in some of these fucking uh, backwards ass states where they want to like, you know prosecute you for fucking contraception or something like that or having a miscarriage you know yeah you, you really got to get out of those states everybody yeah and i know that that's not cool to say that like people get mad at that that's people like saying like hey just that. get off drugs right yeah but like you know you get, like i'm just being practical i'm not making a value judgment on what you can and can't do i'm not telling you that you're not poor i'm not i'm not saying any of that shit i'm just saying like yo if it if something if if you're gonna tell me something matters to you, you you, you got to bounce on that state. That's it. You know what I mean? Well, like I mean, if a, pl- if a place yeah. if a place doesn't match your values, you got to get out of there. And I say that, like I'm a very blessed person. I've always had parents that I, if I needed to, I could go back to their place. Not everybody has that. Yeah. But plenty of human beings slept in their car for the first two weeks of their new job, and if that's what you've got to do to live the way that you want to live, I think you got to do that. Well, but here's, here's a concern that I don't hear a lot of people talking about because I mean, we're focused on the main point, right? And that's kind of understandable, but like what I kind of see happening more and more, uh, we're really, we're really becoming two countries. And, and if, and if the plan is to all relocate, you know, based red or blue, based on, on, on where you feel most comfortable or most represented. It's just, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, especially if you think about it, like electorally, like, I mean, Democrats will be fucked, you know, like if, if you're going to, you know, it, it, it just, we're becoming two countries literally. And, and, and it's, it's, I mean, it's not great, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, maybe we should just fucking carve the thing up, just become, you know, North US and South US or something. I don't know. See, but, like, but here's, but here's my point, Eric. That's the same shit that I just said. Like when, when you say that people don't have a problem with it. But if I say, Hey, get out of the state that you're in, people go, Oh, but some people are too poor. Yeah. Like, I, like it's the same shit. Like, yo, if we make this two countries, there's still going to be plenty of people stuck in that other country. You know, you know what I mean? So like it's, it amounts to the same shit. And I say this as a person that like, I've got some major misgivings about the country of Australia. Yeah. I live there. 
it's a choice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so you got to make decisions. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's not, you know, moving from fucking, you know, uh, what's it right? Moving from Utah to, uh, to California is not the same as moving from, uh, you know, Turkey to, uh, to Italy, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot less red tape. You, you, you drive over the border and you, and you, and you lock down a place, you know what I mean? Like, um, it, it's so, yeah, I mean, I, un- yes, everybody, we understand there are people, it's difficult. It's not, you know, sometimes your whole network is in the place that you live, your sport system, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I understand it's no, it's no easy thing to up and move, but I, it's a value. It's a value judgment. If you think you, if, if you are a person that, you know, is past your, your childbearing age and you're, you're unhappy about, you know, the, whatever legislation your, your state's putting through, but it doesn't necessarily directly, um, affect your body, you know, like maybe you can, you know, maybe that's, that's, you can stay there and maybe you can, you know, be part of the, the population that helps change it, you know? Um, but you know, if there's something that really could fuck up your life, consider, (laughs) consider moving. I, I I understand, you know, not everybody has the resources, but I don't think it takes a terrible amount of resources to, to move. Right. Is that fair to say? Is that like, is, is my, no, you know, well, I'll tell you this. It's completely, it's completely real. It's just not, nobody wants to hear you say it. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the fucking world. Like, Hey, everybody, this isn't some reactionary bullshit where I'm trying to tell you to get like, pull yourself up out of your bootstraps. I'm telling you for your own fucking benefit. (laughs) You understand? Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't care what happens to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just telling you for your own benefit. If someplace is wrong, if someplace doesn't work for you, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Period. Like this shit makes me so mad. Like every time I see people tweet about Texas or some shit, I always see these people in Texas go, I'm staying and fighting. I want Texas to be what I want it to be. Fucking congratulations on the pointlessness of your fucking existence. You know what I mean? Like it's not happening during your fucking life. This is how you want to spend your life fighting Texas. Fighting Texas is how you want to spend your time on earth. The fuck are we doing? Get, Get out. Yeah, you got to get it. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's, yeah, on, on an individual level, you got to, you got to do what's right for you on, on a broader societal level becoming too, I mean, I don't know. People have been, we're in like a weird, cold civil war. I've been saying that for like four years now. It's, it's, I don't know. We're just becoming two, two separate houses divided, you know, and it's, it's like, I guess it's neither. I don't know. I guess it's a, a pointless sort of uh, observation. I guess it's neither here nor there. I mean, we've all, we've been a divided country for a long ass time at other points in our history, but it really just it feels like we're nearing a point where it's just like. And and it's interesting because at the end of the day, the fucking the ruling class like just doesn't work for anybody, right? Like we're 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 trapped in, in these tribal teams for people that just all they do is enrich themselves. And, 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 and step on you more and more. So it's like a, it's a funny thing to kind of become, uh, wrapped up in and fight over, but it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, everyone's got to stop smoking weed is what the, the only conclusion That's that what I can it come is, to. Man. You gotta, you gotta stop with the weed. I wish, nope. I, I wish if we could roll back everything the Supreme court did in the last week, 
and just make weed illegal, I think I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. You know, the thing that we do on this podcast is... <laughs> I mean, weed is illegal, but not certain states. Anyway. It's not illegal enough. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> a thing we do on this podcast is occasionally just highlight, you know, we talk about the internet, right? Uh-huh. Like, because that's all any podcast talk about talks about, whether they admit it or not. Right. So uh, do you know who Neil Gaiman is? Uh, he He sold me edibles. <laughs> so Neil Gaiman is the fellow that wrote uh, The Sandman, right? The comic book that is okay. uh, uh, being ad- a- adapted to Netflix or some shit. And he's had a big career writing novels as well. He's a pretty brilliant guy, also very annoying in his mid to late 50s, whatever the fuck he is right now. A very annoying sort of like, imagine kind of like a, a boomer, boomer progressive, but British and like talk slow. He's actually like disgusting now that I think of it. Like he's, <laughs> how how annoying do you think you'll be when you're in your your late 50s? I'm annoying now. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. know what I mean? Like I look, yeah. I I've said this a million times. I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you don't like me a little bit, but if you don't like me, I don't blame you. You understand? <laughs> like I I'm never I should say that on on Axe to Grind because people sometimes just want to come and listen to hardcore talk and shit and they're like, "I hate Patrick." Yeah, I my, know. It's really my, funny. My message to them is I can't be mad at that. You know, I mean, like, there's plenty of fucking people I hate on fucking radio. So Neil Gaiman, a brilliant, annoying person. Uh, so he tweets, how, how late should one stop refreshing the UPS app that promises that the thing that you've been waiting for will arrive by seven and then realize that it, it, there are no lost UPS trucks out there and with a lone driver, whatever he's bitching about not getting his shit at 9 PM. Right. Like, so he, and, and somebody with a hundred followers who describes themselves as a Unix admin, uh, comes in and says, really, this is what you're worried about right now. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. That's Neil Gaiman's fault. You think that's Neil Gaiman's fault because he has somebody who feels that way about life follows him. So they see something, they see something in him that they think that they relate to or that, that, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you should, I hope that the person that would write that feels like I am so irredeemable that they would not waste their two seconds. Do you know what I'm saying? Like somebody thinks that they can reach Neil Gaiman with that. I want everybody on earth to understand that when you do that, that makes me put like, cause I, uh, we know what he's talking about. He's uh, this guy wants Neil Gaiman to be posting about abortion rights. Right. Right. That would make me Neil Gaiman being a multimillionaire. It would make me buy a home in a red state and, and, and start voting in a way that would make this man uncomfortable. (laughs) Because who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who are you? You strange tick. You tick that is under. You just burrow into people's skin. You fucking worthless turd. Well, some someone someone with one fo- literally one follower uh, called our podcast cringe. So they're not wrong. They're not really. Well, sometimes the 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 one follower people are not wrong. Listen, everybody, we will. Y- we will read your review of this podcast if you give us five stars. 
So yeah. you can you can say anything you want. You could be like, "This is the worst podcast I've ever heard. These dudes are are ridiculous incels." I uh, uh, heard heard the skinny ones a Nazi. You can say any fucking thing you want, and we will read it. <laughs> but got to be a five star review. It's got to be a five star. It's all fat. It's actually a good idea. I'm surprised I didn't think of this sooner. Yeah, if you yeah, give us five stars. Say whatever you want to say about it in the review section itself. We will read that. Yeah, Some, because yeah, because I I would read our bad reviews except. It encourages people. Yeah, no, so, I don't you know, even one star. Is so, so the only reason, the only way I'm reading your bad reviews is if you make it a five star review. Yeah. What do you think about uh, uh, Bell Bell Delphine? Uh, what entrepreneur. What, what does that mean? What's two met? Two met. Everyone keeps saying. Oh, is too mad a who is too? Oh my god, who is too mad? <laughs> That's a great name. It's 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 T W O M A D. Who is yeah. this person? I think he's. I think he's. Oh, he's a YouTuber. Yeah, that makes sense. Too mad. I guess what happened to too mad? Oh, someone said he he died trying to fight off a zombie. Yeah, this is. I don't know what happened to too mad. We're in. We're in the thick of like. Gen Z, I, I I like going down the Gen Z hole. That sounded I mean, kind of that sounded kind of pedoey. Sorry. Well, listen, I, I've <laughs> I've been watch I've been watching uh, conservative response to Roe v. Wade, and this is this is how dumb conservatives are. I mean, look, I guess they're doing what everybody else is doing, but this is how essentially. <laughs> It, it no significant change, no significant difference between them and libs in most ways, because their response, and I'm talking about like the big outlets, their response to this Roe v. Wade uh, uh, overturn that's like fascinating for a lot of reasons. There's a lot to explore there. They're all just watching TikToks of progressives freaking out and giggling. That's what they're all doing. They're all just clowning progressive TikTok. How unserious are we right now? So people are mad at Belle Delphine because uh, she did like a photo shoot thing with Too Mad, a black man, and she was dressed as Princess Peach and he was dressed as Donkey Kong. And What's wrong with that? I, I, oh, because well, he's, I guess, because he's, a bla- yeah. he's a black man and there's some connotation? Yes. You know what? I literally only thought that because I'm racist. So, <laughs> so here's my point. Here's my point. Wait, there's a wait. There's another photo of him as Buzz Lightyear, and she's uh, I don't know what the chick cowboy from from uh, from Toy Story is, but she's she's sucking on his feet. Tim <laughs> Allen in a dress. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. You know that that I think it's a Louis bit where he talks about when when you sub out words, it just makes you think of that word more more vividly, right? Yeah. That's all this type of shit. It's like a weird reverse dog whistle, right? Like, what's the saying? If you hear the dog whistle, then it turns out you're the dog. You know what I mean? Like, if if like, why would somebody assume that this black man can't play Donkey Kong? Like, oh, because there's a racial thing. 
Why are you even thinking about that? She's dressed up as fucking Peach or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's obviously some type of fucking role play that like is for nerds and fucking you know, 4chan people that are like working like really miserable tech sphere job. Like they're all work at the Genius Bar. No, they're not even fucking put together enough to work at the Genius Bar. They work at the fucking Geek Squad. So like, it that's who is paying for Belle Delphine's content. I don't think that they're reading any racial connotation into the fucking Donkey Kong shit. I think I am because I'm like a hundred. Well, no, they, 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 I mean, that's why they're mad. Song of the South once a week. That's why they're mad at her. Oh, why? Cause, cause they say that she, that she forced him to dress as Donkey Kong. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that she forced him. Forced him. Yeah. That's the, that's the conjecture. He's a grown man that wanted to fuck. If that's also the photo that you sent me is him. He's physically disgusting. (laughs) So, that means that he was he had an opportunity. I've seen Belle Delphine. She's an attractive young woman. If if he was if she's like, hey, uh, I don't know if this is weird for you or not. You 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 got to dress like a cartoon uh, or like like a video game character. Uh, but at which point I will blow you. Most people are just are just in awe that 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 two mad had sex with Belle Delphine. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Firstly, can we we, hold on? You got your hands free. Can we put a round round of applause, please? Round of applause for 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 Belle Delphine. Yeah, the best the best wrestling promoter in pornography. Is that what she did? Think about that match right there. That matchmaking (laughs) of being like, what's going to get people talking? Okay, I'm going to fuck a guy who nobody would fuck. I'm going to, I'm, and I'm going to do it dressed in some type of fucking cosplay for nerds and oh, bonus, somebody's going to hit me with a racism thing. I'm going to make a quarter million dollars off of these fucking photos. You think that's, you think, I mean, (laughs) you know, the the kids are funny, man. They don't get enough credit. I like the... (laughs) Just the like weird screenshots of SpongeBob, <laughs> like using that as like a React pick. Man, these kids are. This is funnier than my generation. There's no doubt. <laughs> I'm really like good for you know good for too mad. <laughs> I, I I wonder did he say any? Did he speak on this? Because we need a statement. I need, a, <laughs> I need a statement from Two Mad's lawyer. Look, uh, Bell is an adult, right? Uh, Two Mad, yeah. an adult. Yeah. Uh, neither of them are dating me, right? So they can do whatever they want. Yeah. God bless. Not mad. Two Mad was, was born in the year 2000. So that would make him 20, 21 or 22. Okay. How old is Belle? Belle was born in 99. So that would make her 22 or 23. Yo, can we, can we ever just say young people having a good time out here? <laughs> They're having a better time than anyone I know. Uh, they're definitely having a better time than anybody that's mad. I mean, I don't even, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's from South Africa. 
Oh, layers. There's layers to this. Yeah. There's. Oh no. What's it? What do you think her net worth is? Did is she the one that made like? I always get her and Bella Thorne confused. Uh, so Bella Thorne made money. They both made real money. Okay, Be- Be- they're saying Belle Delphine's net worth is one point five mil. You know, pretty good for a fucking twenty-two year old. I was gonna say. Uh, you know what I was reflecting on? I'm in the UK at the moment for our listeners. I think Eric knows this. Um, I, uh, I was reflecting on how I used to do this with $50. So yeah. I used to go on tour, everybody, in such an impoverished state that I would set out to different countries with 50 US dollars and no savings. I didn't have a bank account until I was like 26. You know, what I mean? it's so like, I'm, I'm, uh, I, it's, it's funny to think about how, you know, I think I was a more resourceful person back then. Right. Cause I, I guess I would have had to been, but, uh, suffice to say, Belle Delphine doing better than I was mm. having think, more fun than I was. Do you think if, while you were touring at, at 22, if you dressed in a Donkey Kong costume that your net worth could maybe be bumped up a little bit. You know, what is going on with like, how's it, I guess I'd have to be like a massive content creator to make money off of OnlyFans, right? Yeah. People don't understand, man. It's that's like, people are like, Oh, kids are making millions out here. Just doing stupid shit on the internet. You know, that's, that's work. It's not nothing. It's, it's not easy. Like you got to fucking like, you got to pay all that shit, all that, like making your, your space look nice. You got to pay for that. You know, all the like star Wars Funko pops or whatever, whatever your staging is like, that's money and getting a good camera. That's money. Presumably they have, they probably hire a producer. I would imagine that's money. Yo, this is that that these are business people. I hate to break it to everybody. This isn't just like we, you and I, we have at least some we've tried and we're like fuck this is way harder than it should be (laughs) oh yeah it's a job man it's a job these kids work for their money i am uh starting so i have i have the script written for my first content creation my first youtube video oh here's a question cat watches song of the south yeah that's the that's the entire the entire channel is I watch Song of the South once a week from now until from now until I die. And I give I give I talk about the nuances of it every week. Just a little different little different perspectives, things that I've learned from watching it for hundreds of hours in my life. Uh so here's the deal. Do I tell people that it's me? Because I don't show my face in this video. Oh. Do I tell people it's me? So we can get a bump of like, you know, a few thousand people or whatever the fuck. Uh, although actually, so our listens are, are weird. Like they come out to about 10,000, right? Yeah. So like, like per month. Yeah. Well, so the, the unique downloads to listens are different numbers. It's a weird thing. Basically, basically like every episode of this gets like 5,000 listens. Right. But, it's or 5,000 downloads or something like that. But the listens say it's 10, which I don't really understand. I don't understand these numbers. I'll be I don't, I don't I, get it either. And I've never looked into it. And I don't care enough to look. No, I truly don't care. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
whether it's five or 10, it don't fucking matter. It, it is, uh, do I, a five bump would be great, right? Like sure. if everybody who listens to this, everybody, like, let's say it's 10. Fuck. If it was, t- you know, you know what? You guys should really be supporting me more now that I'm thinking about these numbers. You people should really be helping me out around here. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm looking at, so I'm in this Airbnb where this just struck me. I'm in this Airbnb where the, the, firstly, the people in England, I love you so much. You're so good to my bands. You, you live like feral hogs. You, 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 you live like animals. It's, it's unreal. The deprivation that you exist within Eric, nobody's house is clean and nobody's house is even a mid-sized house in the United States. Yeah. Everybody's house is a coffin. Right now I'm in I'm in an Airbnb. It's a person's home. Presumably the one next to it is exactly the same, but people are living there full time. If this was my life, I would kill myself. And I've never really thought about that before. I've never thought about suicide, but this existence is so depressing that I don't understand how people here get through a day, frankly. And Shout out to the people that support my bands out here. You're very lovely people. I and you're strong people because I would I, I don't know how people here kill themselves because access to guns is difficult. I would find I would just wrap something heavy around myself and I would I would jump in the canal because it's so depressing. Nobody's nobody's walls are are even eggshell. They're all got like a little bit of fucking yellow to them. So disgusting. Anyway, the point was this person has decorated this Airbnb with large photographs or photographs with large digital paintings of dogs, cats, pigs, etc., dressed as people. Okay. And there's one that looks so much like Laura Dern <laughs> that I can't like straight up it looks it's like a like a dog but it's like where the dog is wearing a sweatshirt and has like human breasts and whatever and like looks exactly like Laura Dern okay send me a picture i will <laughs> i will send you a picture right now hold on for our listeners just confirm if this is <laughs> confirm if this is Laura Dern greetings from evergreen podcasts We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I don't know why I can't. I'm looking under Patreon to see our growth and I can't find, I can't, Patreon like changed their whole fucking setup layout thing. Why can't I fucking see how much money we make? I want to know. I want to know. We would we would have been getting more support out here. You think that looks like Laura Dern? I think that is Laura Dern. I, <laughs> it, it took me a minute to be like, oh wait, that's a, that's like a weird terrier. 
I guess I can see it, but it's I, it's just man. It just proves that we're all we all have we're all born with different kind of brains. I guess I would not think Laura Dern looking at that photo. Okay, what what middle aged woman does that look like to you? Kind of looks like my aunt. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I guess I got it wrong. Well, it's, it seems like something my aunt would have hanging up in her home. That's definitely for sure. That's the lesbian. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. We fucked ourselves out of being more fiscally, financially uh, successful, making our content so cheap. Oh, uh, I mean, it, you wanted to raise it the other day, and then like a week later, the Fed said, "Hey, you're all going to live in fucking Dickensian poverty." Hey, yeah. uh, in, you know, fucking inflation rates are going to go up until you need a wheelbarrow to buy a, a, a fucking pop tart. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so I think we got to wait half a year for people to maybe bounce back or for all of our, all of our listeners to get into like whatever's next fucking beanie babies, NFTs or what a little, they need a bump. The thing is if we charge $3 instead of two for the bonus episodes, yeah, we'd be rich. We'd it would like double our money practically, but We'd that's be but, rich. But I'm I'm concerned the fall off. Like I'm concerned that there's pedantic fuckers in our listenership that would go three dollars goodbye. <laughs> you know what? I really don't think that's true. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Well, it, here's the thing: if it just auto charges them three, okay, then they would like then they'll probably stay. But if they're if they have to like resubscribe, I don't know. There might be a fall off. No. No, everybody would stick around for a one dollar increase to three. If it was a, if we were at five and we increased it to six, I guarantee we ha- we'd have a pretty nasty fall off. <laughs> but I think that uh, what if we make it four? Ooh, four. You and I could retire. <laughs> That's probably true. Listen, I'm gonna be. I'm. I, I have one. I have one week of work left, and then I'm unemployed. I'm think I got all types of ideas for the for the. I'm making a whole Belle Delphine fucking streaming studio in our living room. You gotta do the lizard videos, man. <laughs> the lot those, lizards. Listen, those. I don't think those dudes make crazy money. I'm sure they make like an, an additional like maybe fifteen hundred a month, but fifteen hundred to just drive around being like hey chicano you turn and then like hit like a weird like like soundboard that goes like like makes a mexican marching band sounds and then fucking uh, do that fucking like get uh, a prostitute gives you the middle finger and you go "Hey, hey ladies and just keep driving and you fucking make an additional 1500 for doing a thing that you like doing yeah yeah, I mean that's I mean getting a little Go GoPros are pretty cheap too. Getting a little yeah, GoPro like 80 putting, bucks. It on, putting it on my fucking bike helmet, you know? That might be the yeah, no, I'll probably do something like that. Um <clears throat> but no, I want to get this uh we we got to get this uh this uh stream. We got to we got to really I'm I'm tired cuz like I've been looking for other jobs, right? And I've been applying for stuff and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. This is not like what I was put on this fucking earth for. Like it's, it's stuff that I can do. And if the money was better, I would just fucking do it. But like the money's not even that fucking good trying to fucking rip us off out here. And like, I don't know. It's like, I'm kind of at this moment where it's like, I feel like I have one last chance to invest in myself. I'm 31. If I was 35, I'd be like, fuck it, take the straight job. I'm 31. I feel like this is the, this is like the moment of like, this is the last time I'm going to do this because it's acceptable to be a broke loser 
when you're 31. When you're 35, it's like, Jesus, you really got to get your fucking shit together. You know? You yeah. know what I mean? Does that make sense? I mean, I never did. But no, I know. Yeah, but <clears throat> actually, we're on our high value mail shit. We're doing we're doing all right out here. I'm I'm like I said, I'm up for this fucking job where if I get this job, I am uh, to be frank, it's going to be just like a pretty normal job, but with with everything else that I do, I'll have like for the first time in my life a good income, right? So yeah. like if if I get this job plus all the other things that I do to make money, I I would be doing okay. Forty k a year, <laughs> forty big ones, bro. <laughs> and if that happens, I am. I promise our listeners, going to act like I am not just wealthy, but that I was born into wealth. <laughs> and I'm going, to, I'm going to condescend them. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to act like a fucking dick all the time. Even though I'll be making like you know like what what I should have made ten years ago. You know, you're going, you're going full too mad. Yes, I'm going full too mad. <laughs> and you're going to party on people in the Donkey Kong costume. Yeah, well, my, I'm going to. Uh, See if I can't convince my beautiful girlfriend uh, that we need to start doing a uh, 4chan uh, adjacent uh, cosplay, a video game cosplay OnlyFans. Yeah, not. I mean, listen, that's where that's where the money is these days. You got to find the money where it is. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be like a little truffle pig out here. You gotta, you gotta find. You gotta sniff out the money, and then you gotta get it. Yo, I watched I watched Turnstile play in front of like six thousand people yesterday. Yeah, and. Every single one of them singing along. Very impressive. Now, what if one of them popped off with an OnlyFans right now? Oh, one of the Turnstile guys? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like just, you know. Just like fucking Brendan dressed as Princess Peach or whatever. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever, 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 the fuck whatever the fuck makes that money. You know what I mean? It would be... Would you have a hard time saying no? I would have a very hard time saying no. Are you kidding me? If I had the money to like pay some producer to like set that shit all up for me, you know, and I and just like, show up dressed as Princess Beach. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Are you kidding me? I would do it tomorrow. I would do it yesterday. <laughs> are you kidding? I mean, look, what's the what? What are the risks here? Okay, yeah, you're putting that out on the internet for millions to see. It's maybe out there forever. Maybe in 10 years you look back and go, God, this photo's still around and still fucking up my life. You know, that's a concern. But you got to live in the now. You got to live in the now. You got to live in the now. And you also got to buy – you got to buy your little money laundering spots. You got to buy your fucking laundry mats and nail places or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, God, by the way, I'm sitting here picking at my toes (laughs) and – I, when I look between my toes, Eric, why, man? Like, look, I know that my my problems in life are small. Like, there's some there's some fucking poor kid listening to this that's got cystic fibrosis, right? Yeah. So, like, to the cystic to our cystic fibrosis listeners, understand that I don't think my shit is shit by comparison, right? But I'm looking between my toes, and they they're all split. Like, I can see like like tissue, like, like, uh, like the inside of my body because they all like, there's big cuts between my toes. Why is my feet so poorly designed, Eric? 
I think because despite trying to transcend our nature, I'm just, I'm just Donkey Kong at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I think we're just LVMs. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sitting here a greasy. I haven't showered yet. It's almost noon in Los Angeles. Uh, it's, it's, you know, like people often like I see women, especially they make fun of movies like Joker or Wolf of Wall Street. And they're like, ew, guys that think they're this guy. And now look, you and I have talked forever about how much we love the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't think we've ever had delusions that we ever thought that we were fucking Jordan Belfort. No, but not in my life. Are you kidding me? I never once thought I was that dude. Be pretty lit though. It would be lit. I mean, I love that movie because I can aspire. I can th- I can watch that movie and be like, man, that'd be fucking cool. Maybe I'll be rich someday. Probably not though. <laughs> that's, that's my thought process watching that movie. You know, I get really mad. I, I, we've been through this. I get so mad when people kind of don't understand the Scorsese movies. Like yeah. when they call them morally bankrupt, I straight up wish that I was like. I've said this about a, m- a million things. I'm going to say this. Sound like one. a church mom when you say that shit. You said sa- like you, you sound. You sound like Shang Kai Shek should have lined you up and shot you and <laughs> threw you in a mass grave. That's what you fucking sound like. You sound like the most worthless. F- you. You sound worthless. You sound like you have no value. Like yeah. LVM. How could you? How could you? So willfully miss the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, it makes me kind of sick if I think about. It. I get mad. Yeah. Fuck. I saw I saw a casino in a in a theater last night. It was awesome. I might cry if I did that. <laughs> yeah, casino makes I, you cry. I love casino, and see, I, I think the see you have a completely different read. I think that the uh, uh, the performance, uh, the De Niro performance, is actually great. I think it's excellent, mm. and. I think he's playing a man who is understated. And I think that that's what he's going for. Not really, though. I mean, the way he dresses is totally overstated. No. Well, that guy in real life was a weird dude. He would like when he would get on like one of these jack, like that whole thing where he does the show, like the show from inside, inside the casino in real life. That was like so over the top. It was, it was unreal. And like brought all the pain down on that guy because he just couldn't stop. Like he was right. And he, fixated on trying to prove a point but the way de niro plays him doesn't really it doesn't read to me as that type of guy he's like he tries to like the character is someone who's like i just want to run my casino and i don't want any trouble i want to keep it low profile but then when he does things like that it's kind of runs counter to his whole his whole shtick i don't know it like i think i need to it's it's one of the scorsese movies i've seen the least amount of times and i think i need to sit with it more but like people talk about like recently people have been like, I actually think it's better than Goodfellas. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think oh, I, I, way I, better. It's, so I think it is, pro- it is probably better than Goodfellas, nah. but <clears throat> Goodfellas is so unbelievably watchable. I, you know, you know what? We can't even talk about this shit, Eric. Cause I, I'm like, it makes me genocidal. like like straight up like i'm having like the worst thoughts i've ever had about the people that criticize these scorsese movies like who oh fuck man no one in like real man no one in their right mind criticizes goodfellas everyone knows that that's like 
the pinnacle of of uh, Western cinema. Um, and I don't know. People love Casino too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Casino's fucking great. It's a fucking. It's so. Everything Scorsese does is so a cut above everything else, especially the time period that it comes out in. It's great. Um, I mean, Hugo kind of sucked, but, uh, you know, it's it. So and we are the I think you and I are the only people on Earth that probably loved the Irishman. Yeah, loved completely, it. completely underrated. So fucking good. I, I mean, the CGI makeup shit is kind of weird, but whatever. Get over yourself. Shut up. Eric, sh- shall we go over to? Shall we go to overtime? Yeah, I think we got it. I think where we, we have to. The f- where we review the film, you go. <laughs> Did you see it? No, no, I never saw it either. I heard it sucked. It's like a kids' movie, I think. Uh, all right, everybody, patreoncom slash Worst Timeline. You probably we're probably gonna bump that up that that bonus episode tier. But you know what? I'm putting it out into the atmosphere. If we get a lot of pushback. I don't even think, do people listen to the end of, how many people do you think when they listen to podcasts, they actually listen to all the way to the end? A shocking amount. I, I have never in my entire life, but a yeah, shocking I don't, amount too. I usually, I usually Nine tap minutes. out like when there's still like, yeah, like, like 10 minutes left. Yep. Always. You know, because now it's just, we're in this, this, this spiel where we're just like, uh, you know, promoting all the bullshit. So it's like, what are you even going to hear of substance now? Now is the point where you turn it off and jump to something else. Yep, but sometimes you got. I used to skip the ads on Tim Dillon, and now I recently I'm like, what am I doing? He makes them very funny. Um, yes. So yeah, whatever you know, Patreon.com says responsible timeline. We, I think I'm gonna bump it up to three bucks. I'm gonna be unemployed, everybody. I'm gonna be unemployed. I need, I need that scratch. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. As a, as a famous ex pres once said, um, I want to do know, some. I want to do some Quora on on. Overtime today. We have to do. We're going to do Quora. Quora is for people that don't know. I don't. Do we do it on the? Yeah. No. We've done it on the main feed. People know what Quora is. We're going to do that right now on Patreon. Go there. Give us a little bit of money, and you get the bonus content. Uh, at WP Timeline on Twitter. You know what that is. Two zero five five one. We haven't done messages in so long. Definitely next week. Two zero five five zero nine nine seven eight five. Leave us a message for sure. Oh, you know what? Today was uh, today's. This is our two hundredth episode, our main main episode. Wow. What, what do you know about that? What do you think? I, we didn't even acknowledge it. Usually, people are like, "What are you gonna do for the two hundred? Nothing. What do you think this is? Nothing. Zero. This is not the fucking the Jerry Lewis fucking telethon. Like, what? What? Some kind of special thing? It's just the. It's just another week, folks. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, give us a call, leave us a message, and uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com for all business inquiries. And now we're going to go to Patreon. Boom. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts?
किया